All right, guys, welcome back to Offline Podcast, episode three today, uh, accompanied by my co-hosts, Brandon and Bailey. Yo, what's hey going guys? on, guys? Jay. Today we have a very near and dear friend of mine, uh, somebody who's changed the way I look at life, the way I move, mm. business, everything, um, Jay Alvarez. Welcome, Jay. Jay. The man of the hour. Man of the hour. Good guy, good friend. How welcome, you doing, man. Jay? I'm doing good. Uh, you can bring excited. up the mic, mic to your face right there, brother. Excited, yeah. happy to be here. Yeah. Happy, happy to be here. Pretty close. Uh, pretty yeah. excited, and um, I'm just, I'm just excited for you guys as well. You know, this is my first time actually being, being in a position where I can, I can, I can actually share my story. You know, a lot of people probably don't know about Jay, and and I hope that if they do know about Jay, like they really get to know me first before. Uh, you know, before saying anything, you know, so yeah. um, I'm just excited to be here. So thank that, you. Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, dude. man, we're excited to have you, and people are gonna see what kind of person you are just by just by seeing you on camera, man. You're you've always been good vibes for me. Yeah, definitely good teacher, good, vibes. good person to bounce ideas off of. Well, and he's real. Yeah, you know that's that's hard to come by. Yeah. So yeah. and hopefully you know, and I and I know it'll come across too when he's talking, and we we dive it deeper into the story, learn about him. Like, uh, he's a real guy, so. Okay, guys, let's get right into it. Uh, so, Jay, let's start with your beginning, man. Um, I know you came here from Mexico when you were 16 years old. Um, we kind of want to get into that, kind of the beginning of Jay, uh, who who he is, where he came from. Uh, you want get, to get into that? Yeah, well, Mom, pretty much I was born and raised in Mexico, you know. Um, I grew up with my grandma, and then um, I always had my mom and dad. Um, you know, I always knew that I had I had them, you know, but I didn't got the opportunity to grow up with them. Um, they came to America, you know, they came to America to fight for the American dream. And, um, you know, you know, a couple of years later, I, I got together with my mom and dad and um, I was living just a normal life. You know, um, I didn't know any better. And I was just, you know, just living my life. I went to I went to school in Mexico, never knowing that I had a different future for myself you know um so i was i was probably i was about to be 16 when my dad told us that we were coming to america you know and i didn't really know what he meant i just knew that you know i was gonna follow my parents because you know we were a family so i came when uh, when i was 16 and you know, I was really excited to uh, to start working because I wanted to make some dollars. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. American dream and, right there. And yeah. um, you know, everybody talks about like sweeping uh, the money in America. You know, and you literally imagine a person sweeping money. You know, that's what <laughs> I thought it was. Um, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. You know, we got here, and then I realized that man, like it was a different culture. You know, I didn't get to experience a lot good in the beginning, but. I think not knowing the language, it really, it really sucks. It really sucks. So for whoever like doesn't understand English and they're trying their best to get better in life, like um, that's really awesome. You know, that's really awesome because I did it. You know, when I was here, when I came here for the first time, like, man, like I didn't know anything, you know, like I remember that I was in, in, in the school in Mexico and they only teach you like, hi, how are you? You know, yeah. like that's, that's pretty much it. But uh, that was my beginning, you know. And then I got here, and then I wanted to work. And my my mom and dad, they told me, like, I was too young to work, you know. Even though the legal age, I think, is 16, right? right? Yeah. Right. Um, 
so yeah like that's how i i, I got here to the u.s hey before before we go any further so like when you first came to america what what were like some some times when you were like whoa it's it's that easy to to make money or like what or what what was your mindset like looking at business in america like that made it so different you know in reality bro like is i think your capacity as a person you are who you surround you 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 are who you surround with you know and for me i didn't have no good examples you know like not i always had my mom and dad that were great people but i i never understood business yeah uh, when it comes to money um i was just happy to make a good living you yeah. know like I wasn't thinking about like doing something for myself. So I think when it comes to money, like I don't, I didn't understand the concept of making money. I guess I just wanted to have a better life. Oh, dang. You know? Yeah. So um, as far as uh, your barber experience, how did you get started and what kind of introduced you to the barbering world? By the way, he is the proud owner of Legacy Barbershop. We have two locations now. I'm, uh, very proud of this guy um i got to start with them from the very beginning see everything uh this you've grown a lot bro so uh you you kind of want to get into how you got into the barber industry yeah well um you know when i like i said when i when i first got here um i my dream was to become a chef uh i wanted oh, to yeah. become a chef and i love cooking my mom uh, owned a small uh restaurant in mexico and we used to be almost as slaves uh, my brother Christian, uh, shout out to my man, like, um, he knows, you know, he, um, he understands the struggle, you know, like, I think you're not having a mentorship when it comes to business, like, man, like, you can just be spitting your well at the same time and just digging dig deeper and deeper and you're consuming yourself. Um, but when I, when I got to barbering, you know, I didn't want to do barbering. I wanted to become a chef. I wanted to own my own restaurant. I wanted to just do something about the food because that was my passion i grew up like eating my grandma's meals and they were like the best you know uh now my mom they're the best of course but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, i always wanted to make my grandma proud um and because like i said that was the things that she influenced me about the food and all that i just wanted to go in that field so um you know long story short i go to high school i get my credits done and and i signed up for for college and actually um when it comes to uh, college, you know, I realized that um, I wanted to own a restaurant and I wanted to become a chef, but I just, I wasn't happy with what the chef, um, uh, like the income that the chef makes or for the sacrifice is not worth it. Yeah. So, uh, but that same time, uh, when I was going to start college, my grandma got really sick with uh, cancer. And then I, I, I can probably say that I signed up for college um and i only went like i think for like two weeks and then i quit um i quit and then um you know i went to i went to stay with my grandma for the last um two three months for her life and she passed you know and i was lost i was lost but the whole time when i was in high school i had a friend um that she will call me up like she will call me up her name is uh Tommy, Tommy will cut me up. I didn't saw the value in her cutting at all, you know, like, <laughs> and, um, well, I was in Santana, California for my first five years when I got here from Mexico. And literally you see like haircuts for $5, $7. So I didn't see the, the value in haircutting, but my friend, my, my best friend at that time, she was doing my, my haircuts for free. You know, yeah. I would just give her a tip and 
I never pay for a haircut. <laughs> never, 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 <laughs> you know? So um, how I got into it, it was because I took my, my friend to check out the barber school. And when I took her, uh, she, she still was hesitating about a school. And then the, the, the person, that, the instructor, she came to me and she goes like, hey, like, are you going to sign up? And I was like, no, like I just brought up my friend. And she goes like, well, like, why you don't sign up? And I was like, oh, I, I, I'm not good at it. You know, like I never have touched a clipper. You know, I don't really know anything about haircutting at all. And she was like, do you know that it's just like a skill? You know, that you know that by default, by you doing it, like you're going to get better. And then I was like, oh, really? She was like, yeah. And at that time, I was really, um, I didn't want it to be an employee. I didn't want to be working for somebody else and telling me like, this is how much you're going to make. Or, hey, this is what hours you're going to be working. I hated that because uh, I just, I hated the fact that I couldn't have my parents around. Mm. Um, I just hated the fact that people would struggle financially because, like, that's how much they make. And, and I just didn't want that. So she, the, the, the instructor started telling me that when it came to barbering, like, you had an open field. That you can even be a, a barber, you can be an instructor, you can be a business owner, you can be an educator, you can be like provide your own brand. Like she told me that at that point they were proud to say that um, that they had students uh, making five hundred dollars a haircut in Hollywood, and I was like, no man, like that's how much my mom makes a week, you know? <laughs> like wild, yeah. it was like Crazy. one haircut five hundred dollars, and that's when I saw the value of haircutting, and then that same day I, I signed up. I signed up not knowing that I was going to be good at it. I didn't know if I was going to actually, like, make it. I just I just did it because I didn't want to be a, a, an employee. And you're still an employee, but I just I wanted to make as much money I wanted to, and I wanted to work my own hours. So that's how I got into the haircutting business. You wanted to be the boss. Very <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Me and> much. <laughs> I wanted to be the boss, and I just wanted to have a, a great life. So. so before so when you started barbering, um, Obviously, I don't think Instagram was around, but were you pressured with Instagram seeing other barbers being really good and you being a beginner? I, I, I guess no, because I never saw barbering as something that I just wanted to make a great life. I didn't care so much about what was out there. I can probably say that when I start cutting hair, I only use social media for uh, probably like the first six months of my business. And then... Um, you know, I started getting really good at haircutting, but, um, you know, it wasn't because of social media. It was because um, by me just being a people person, I guess, like for me, social media didn't have a big impact. I just I just wanted to make friends when I came to haircutting. I didn't care about being the best barber around. I just wanted to be my client, be happy. Right. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. No, that that does. Um, I only ask that because as a as a new barber in this generation, you, you got to deal with Instagram and seeing everybody with like the cleanest cuts, the cleanest lineups, everything. And the pressure, the pressure is immense. Like if you're just starting, you want to be really good. And there's like 50 other barbers that are already like completely got it nailed down. And uh, that that's kind of why I wanted to bring that up. Um you guys got any questions today? Yeah, we got a few. I mean, I think circling back to your story, you talked about uh, how you started, you know, uh, cutting hair in California. Uh, maybe you talk about your trek out to Oregon because that's where your 
you're uh, you've been living for a while, and then yeah. now you're in Washington. But maybe talk about that that journey to Oregon. So uh, let me tell you a little bit more about the question that you asked, Arthur. And I think that's where my heart goes um, when I, when I when I talk about barbering, uh, when I when I talk about barbering, and just the blessings that this business have brought to me. Um, it never been. It's never been because of that cleanest fate. Like never. So I think for new barbers and the people that is coming, um, you know, trying to make this a career, um, I think they have to realize what kind of barber they want to be. Uh, for me, it was like you can be the barber that is chasing. Um, you want to be famous, you know, and you go for it, man. Like if you want to be famous, you go for it. But there's barbers that they just want to grow a business and just, uh, you know, make a living out of their business. Or there is a barber that they're always chasing the cleanest haircut, but but there's no there's no benefit to chasing that cleanest haircut. And then comp comparison, I think, is the is the biggest one because like everybody says, like, oh, you, you're not competing with anybody but yourself. But it's so much easier to say it than apply it to yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think you knowing what kind of barber you want to be, like by default, you eliminate two options. So for me, I wanted to be the barber that I wanted to to be in the in the people's business. I I, I wanted to be in the people business versus in the hair cutting business. I wanted to people to come to me because I didn't care about being the best barber. I care about being the best barber for my client. So I think you knowing what kind of barber you want to be right right away, it helps you a lot moving on. So um, I, I think that's my part of it. And then when it yeah. comes to, um, you know, like moving to Oregon, uh, I didn't have a lot of positive people telling me coming to Oregon, you know, because they're like, man, like, what are you going to do to Oregon, you know? I was living in Santana, <laughs> California, and they were like, I, I, I don't want to sound bad, but there were so many Hispanic people that your English like is not the greatest, you know. So coming to Oregon, you see a lot of like people that that they're born and raised here, and they know the language. And you're like, what are you gonna go go do down there? You know, there's nothing like Mexican or Hispanic related. You're gonna go to, straight to the fields, you know. And like um, my transition coming to Oregon, it was really crazy because I came in 2000, uh, the end of 2016. So I don't know if you guys remember, but it was really bad in 2016. On this, there's no time. Right. I don't know if you guys remember, yeah, but I had that very bad, bad yeah, winter. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That was and a crazy year. I think the coldest, uh, I guess, in, in Santana, California, is like around 50s. You know, so coming over here, it was like a big, like, a big hit. You know, I was like, man, like, this is cold. And <laughs> probably, like, man, like, uh, three months later, I just wanted to go back, Leave you yeah. know. And um, I just, you know, like, for the first um, three months, I wasn't cutting hair. I was working for Walmart DC, and then I was working for Keystone. Keystone, like making Keystone, like, yeah. making like uh, we said the RVs. Yep. yep. Um, and it, that really sucked, bro. That really sucked because you go from working in a warm environment, greeting people, to go just go in a box. It's a hard mm. transition. It's a it was really hard. Yeah, yeah. It was really hard. But um, I stuck around. You know, that's what I did for for the beginning. So, so you did those jobs for how many months again? like about three months you did that for three months you were at walmart dc right walmart dc um what kind of led you back into barbering what what made you say like hey i'm gonna head to the uh i don't know if you went out and reached out to barbershops over in oregon or if you came straight over here but what made you want to come back to barbering i actually um you know like looking back um i actually i went and asked um 
I only I only tried three or four locations and one in Umatilla and three in, in, in Hermiston. I asked them like to give me a shot and um, like I said, I didn't know any better, so I didn't. I just told them like, hey, I'm looking for a chair, no people skills, no nothing, and I got rejected like uh, three times. That's why I went to work for for Walmart because I in the beginning I wanted to cut hair, but nobody would give me a shot, so I had to get a job just to pay my bills, you know. That's so what got me back to it. Like, I was working a job and I was done. I was like, man, like, I'm done. I want to go back to California. Like, I just want to be comfortable again, you know. And the whole working for somebody, like, the whole idea and concept, I just hated. I hated that part of my life. So, uh, one time I met a friend at Walmart DC that she's like, hey, why you don't go to Tri Cities? And I was like, where, where's that? You know, where's Tri-Cities? You're like, oh, there's this, passing the, passing the, the river, you know, that's, <laughs> yep. that's Tri-Cities. The bridge, yeah. Passing the bridge. And I was like, how far is it, you know? And it's like, oh, it's about 40 minutes, you know? And I was like, 40 minutes? <laughs> and I was like, man, that's far. And she goes like, just go, you know, there are a lot of barbershops out there that, um, and, and um, I made the decision to come and take those 40 minutes drive and, uh, first, the, the first time that I came to Tri Cities, the only thing that I was familiar with, w- familiar with, it was the Starbucks. So I went Starbucks. straight to Starbucks <laughs> and just get a coffee. That's where I got. Yeah, and um, you know, hey, I have a weird question, but um, so like, how do you guys think um, like the whole pandemic coronavirus has affected barbers? Because I feel like there was a, it was a it was an interesting time, right? Because like everything was like shut off right and then it, i feel like it had like um there's like barbers who like like you said like want to have relationships and maybe there's probably i'm guessing i'm assuming maybe you guys can tell me if i'm wrong but i'm guessing there's barbers that just rely on the shop to get to get people and they're are, and are just fine doing the minimum did it did you think coronavirus sh- shook out a lot of those people that wanted to do wanted to want to want that i would say probably um to be honest, it was like a make it or break it moment for new barbers, especially because like you're saying, um, you're relying, you're new. So you're relying on a shop, bringing in people already and uh, giving you a shot there. And when you don't have a spot that's able to be open, you you kind of got to do the ground, the footwork on your own and, and go find those people. Uh, for me, it, it made me a lot busier. So I took full advantage of it. I went and bought a chair and Jay sent me a ton of clients that I still have to this day, and they're very grateful, great clients. And uh, that's the way I look at it. You either uh, took action and came up, or you just sat back and lost people. There's That was pretty much it. Like I got a lot of new clients just leaving their old barbers because they wouldn't even t- reply to their texts like hey what's up can i get a cut you know and and i get it some people were being safe people have older family they're they're looking out for and uh you know they're worried about so um for me it it, it probably really helped me if i'm being honest yeah i mean i i remember i was gonna i was gonna stick with you just because the relationship there like we're homies and we could talk and whatnot but yeah i was just kind of yeah interested about that like new barbers or like it's just that would suck, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. How how do you feel, Jay? You yeah, you you're, you were a business owner, and you still have overhead. You still have all these things going on that you got to worry about. And by the way, thank you to this guy. You know, me and his brother were brand new to the business, and I think we had another guy. Uh, shout out Leo at Icon. Um, he he was also new. I don't 
Jay didn't charge any of us during that time. So you kind of want to tap into that and how that was for you. I mean, we were new at the time. Yeah, I think um, when I, now going back to the, you know, to the haircutting business, I think there's a lot, a lot going on when it came to COVID, you know, because for me, so going back, you know, when I, when I first came to, to Tri-Cities, uh, one barbershop gave me a shot for, for two years and a half, I was working for this barbershop and um, I didn't stay there because I was fully happy with being there. I was, I was there because I was a grateful person and I was grateful because they gave me that shot. And I was, I, I told myself that whoever would give me a shot, I was going to give them the best two years of my life to make their business better. So long story short, uh, two years and a half later, I, I decided to all go open my own shop. And it was in 2019 when I opened my first shop. And um, you guys, if you guys remember, like, that was a tough year because, like, I was seven months and a half open when COVID hit. And I remember that the shop was barely picking up because the <laughs> shop had a, such a, wor like, really bad location that everything was through referrals. So we were, we were new. And, and I told my guys, like, this is a good opportunity for all of us because like I was always motivating my guys like hey like people's gonna keep coming to you not because of the best haircut but because the relationship that you build with them and I remember that when COVID hit all those people like the people that we were working so hard like a lot of them didn't didn't want to keep coming to a shop because of COVID and that was a tough year but those people that decide to keep um, you know, allowing us to take care of them. You know, like I remember that for those three months and a half that we were closed, man, I was doing house calls. House calls. House calls. I, I, I was, I, I was, I was driving. I was driving to Oregon. I was driving to Sunnyside. I was driving to pretty much anywhere where my drive was forty minutes, and I was charging forty five dollars. It wasn't a lot, but I knew that my business was brand new and just. Uh, Arthur knows, like, I never been the person that is a money hunger person. Like, I told them straight up, you know, I told my guys, hey, just take care of you, you know, take care of you. And don't worry about me. I, I will make it happen. And that's how I, I pay my overhead for the for the three months and I have the work close. And anyway, it, it was hard, but we did it. And then I remember this. You go back to the to the new barbers. I believe this. I believe that COVID has been such a big it's been such a big blessing mm -hmm. because this is the thing like there's people um that they took advantage and that time to build not to rest to build because for me like i didn't stop and then when COVID passed and we reopened the shop i was like man what i went through in 2016 when it, when i went through whatever i went through in 2011 coming to america helped me to pass my through to 2016 experience and my 2000, 2016 experience helped me to, to move on in my 2019 experience. And um, it was hard, but, man, like, I was so grateful for those moments because it allowed me to get better. So when COVID after happened, I was like, man, like, we're such in a good spot right now, you know. And um, I think for barbers, like that moment was a uh, that was such a good moment that whoever took advantage in that time, like they're doing so much better right now because right now we're where I think we're acting really good now, you know, with the whole COVID and all that. So um, the shop being closed, it was it was an experience 
for everybody to go back and slow down a little bit. But for barbers, it was a moment, a making moment for them, you know. And um, I think that that pushed us to to open the second location more than anything. Right. It it allowed for uh, a lot of spots to open up for you, I believe, with here, like travel leaders was here before and then they had to move out because this was probably insane overhead for them and you can't even travel so um you know it was definitely a come up moment uh if you were ready for it and willing to take that leap of faith kind of um but yeah it's it's insane where we're at now uh do you want to kind of get into your new location so we relocated that spot you said was in a terrible location uh or in moraine street and clearwater um now you're on Kennewick Ave by uh, what's over there? Hot Tamales right next door. <laughs> it looks good. Casamia. Big old sign. You can't Jiffy Lube. What, what, what is kind of your uh, your vision for that place? Because I know you have a very big vision for yourself in that place. You yeah, get so, that? yeah, I think um, I think for when it came to <coughs> opening the second location, um, the second location, which was this one, it was because uh, that limited space that, that COVID was causing, you know, so we opened this one. And um, I just wanted to create a good environment for my guys and a comfortable place. But when it came to my third location, which is like right now we have two running, but when it came to that one, I knew that I didn't want to keep working in the barbering business. <laughs> so I'm happy, I'm happy to say that I have a better um, understanding about barbering now, but I don't want to keep growing in the barbering business. So my vision for the new location um, is to turn into a coffee shop and I want to do like more like a like, like you come to get your haircut but also like you come and relax and just get a coffee with us oh, and yes you know like in the cold weather and the winter time I want I want to have someone to bring you a coffee and your chair you know when you get in a haircut yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm bougie I like that so, th so that's, like a, that's a big plan right now for that shop I mean that shop is uh, 3,000 square feet Right. And uh, so for the original uh, legacy, you're also um, going to experiment with that. Do you want to get into that yet or do you want to keep that in the in the background or you want to talk about what you're trying to go from the old location to what you're trying to make it? Um, or do you want to keep that? I'm going to I'm going to keep, keep that, that in the wrap. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep that uh, in the, the second episode that with Jay. That's okay. season two. Yeah, That's season two. <laughs> okay, yeah. so. Uh, Brandon was mentioning you. He's known you the longest. Uh, yeah, you guys yeah. want to kind of get into your guys' relationship and how you guys met. Yeah, how'd you guys how meet? You guys. Well, back back to your story. How you were talking about, you know, when you made the made the leap of faith to come up here to Washington um, and the barber shop that you were working at for there. That's where I met you. So I think that was six years ago then. Um. Yes, I I think it's more about five years. Five years. Um, yeah, you and me, we had this close friendship that right off the bat too, cause actually yeah. you subbed in. So I had a barber there that I was seeing all the time. And then I came in for a walk in didn't have it scheduled appointment and you were available. So I sat in your chair and that was like one of the best haircuts I've ever had. Um, and then that just kind of, and then just you yourself, your energy, it just, Blossom from there. You guys yeah, clicked. You know, every, clicked. everybody's gonna talk really good about their barbers. You know, so <laughs> I don't know, Brandon. No, I think I think Brandon has been such a big blessing on my life because he, uh, through him, we uh, I got to meet Jeff, 
even though right now he's cheating. Um, <laughs> so Jeff, he's actually he's <laughs> a great guy. You know? Barber cheating. Let's be yeah. let's, let's clarify. Yeah, clarify <laughs> that. Barber cheating. At least he's he's still cheating in the family. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's good or bad, but so, context. So Jeff talks about like, man, like I have to spread out that wealth, you know, yeah. and 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 that's that's all that we do here, you know. We share we share, share people. That's man. right. Like, we don't we don't. I on my personal opinion, man, I'm not a selfish guy when it comes to haircutting man i i want to give my best client my best clients away because i know that that they're gonna trust you know my new barbers because i'm planning to i'm planning to stop cutting hair pretty soon right let, let, let's what about, about, can i have one of your last haircut? what about your longtime clients though like oh man you see they come make on it really no difficult. you can't do that come on, you can't <laughs> they do make that. it really <laughs> difficult you know but yeah, th that's why like dude. we have you know you have to do what is best for you yeah you know, no and, definitely right, definitely sure. and um if with that day or tomorrow comes where i'm not longer gonna be cutting hair hopefully i had enough a, a good team a, a, a good team that you feel comfortable with going with any of my guys you know and uh your friend the friendship that we're gonna oh, have yeah. i mean it's it's gonna be there you know um means more anyways yeah i mean and, and you know you never know maybe like my hands will start getting like shaky like i want to cut hair you know and you're there so <laughs> maybe it will happen to you so yeah uh, like i said i just want to do what is best for for me and for my family so yep um haircutting you know has been such a big blessing for for the people that you meet you know like more than anything man like for me it's the people that you have in your life through barbering that makes barbering a good experience right i think we kind of brushed over uh who made jay who he is now because i know you read a lot um that was how i met you dude it's like you the first time i sat with you you were like you're like do you read bro like that was the first <laughs> thing you told me and i was like i mean what what, what are some of the books that kind of changed the way you think about things jay um the first book that i read was the go-giver the go-giver changed my whole concept about life um and, and you know, like my English went from like probably a 40% understanding to, uh, you know, 75 to 80% in a three-year period because I was reading uh, before barbering or when I was doing barbering, I, I was doing another business and they encourage you to read, encourage you to read, to uh, grow yourself. So um, I'm no longer doing that business anymore, but I was reading a lot. Um, I, and, you know, like, I wasn't reading a lot, but, you know, I was um, I was just trying to get better because I was reading anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes in a day. And um, but one book that changed my whole life was uh, The Go-Giver and the whole concept. If you haven't if you guys haven't read that book before, it, it, it teaches you about just that law of giving. So you always want to give. Um, you always going to give because by default you receive. And, and that's probably sounds weird and all that, but literally that's what had made Jay is just that, that giving part. Like, I don't mind giving. And, man, like, I believe in God. You you guys don't have to believe in God, but I believe that uh, I'm here with a purpose, and I'm here just to give and share. And if the day tomorrow I'm no longer here, I want I want people to look at to to just talk with somebody else and be like, man, like, that guy did something good for me because that's what legacy means. Legacy means something that lives after you die. Mm. That even though you die, your legacy is still like who doesn't remember Martin Luther King Jr. Right, right. Like those are the, their legacy keeps moving it's on, carrying on. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's um, that book was really good. Also, the compound effect is really good. 
uh, it just talks about like doing little by little you know you just you don't build success overnight i think um i think you do one step at a time and then yeah you know like just by compounding effect like the company effect that you just if you do something little today in one year it's gonna be a lot but if you try to do a lot in one year at once like it doesn't happen so i have read like i mean i, I would probably say that i have read at least i don't know like 40 to 60 books in three years and remember that my english is not the greatest so i'm proud i'm proud to say that i speak three languages you know i wow. read spanish i read um i read and I speak english and then the spanglish you know like <laughs> um, crucial yeah no you you guys know me you know and and i respect a lot arthur uh man like i can just say a little bit about arthur that arthur have seen my lows and my my highest you know my brother too christian christian he's been there for me and man like i'm just blessed by the people that are around me you know so arthur like i can man arthur he's He's someone that he didn't want to listen in the beginning. Um, oh, but listen. little by little, he started changing his mindset. And I never give up. I never have given up on anybody of my guys. And for Arthur, I told him, I don't want to be your, your short-time friend. I want to be your long-term friend. So even though when COVID was happening, Arthur was one of those guys that was still calling me to check up on me. How are you doing, Jay? Is there anything that I can do for you, Jay? Do you need some money, Jay? Like, Arthur, you're being such a good friend, man. And now Arthur, he's one of my my main guys. That, uh, he's pretty much running the shop here in Richland. Proud manager of Richland Shop. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's my guy, you know, and, and he's such a good helper. Um, you know, he helps me a lot with my business, but he leads by example that even though, like, I'm not here, like, a lot of guys look up to Arthur because he's the man. You got You guys know him, you know, like... Arthur, he's the man. Yeah. You know, whatever you get yeah, with dude. Arthur, Arthur is like... Arthur Bonkers, man. Arthur Bonkers. <laughs> we, That's we, why he's a part of this. <laughs> yeah, we push I mean, branding a, a lot, you know, and Arthur, yeah. he's been such a good brand for himself. And uh, we're just happy. We're really happy to have you here, Arthur. Well, going off that, um, you taught me a lot about relationships, the power of relationships, something I totally didn't understand until I met you. And, um, yeah, I think... I. I I don't know, like there's no more greater power than relationships. And you taught me that by seeing the way you interacted with your clients, how you were attentive to everybody who walked in. Um, you kind of want to go off that. Like what, what made you realize relationships were super important? Um, I think there's a book that talks about like, it's not about what you know, but who you know. Mm, that's big. You know, and for me, like right now we have Jeff, but without Brandon, we haven't met Jeff. And Jeff... Right now, he's a blessing because he's putting all this together. Shout out to Media Lab. Shout out and Jeff. Yeah, he, he, he's a man, you know, but with, with, without him, we, we wouldn't have built a friendship, you know. But it's not about what you know, but who you know. And you never want to be as like a taker. You want to be as someone that adds value to people. So for me, um, I remember that. Shout out to my man, um, Augustine. Um, Augustine, when Augustine knew about me having my dream about owning my business, Augustine asked me, like, man, like, what is your first month of rent? And when I told him, he was like, okay, just wait for me. He runs to the car, and uh, he brings me a check. Oh, yeah. And, and he, gives to me, yeah. He, he gives me the check, and 
I was like, oh, no, man, I cannot take that. He was like, no, take it. And I was like, man, also knowing how to, uh, knowing it's good about giving, but also knowing um, to receive is good too. Because if you allow the other person to give you something and you receive it gratefully, you're giving them the opportunity for them to feel good. You know? That so makes sense, yeah. That's, yeah, that's big time. So Augustine, he's been on my journey, but Augustine, he, um, he gave me that and I was like, man, I'm going to pay you back. He was like, no, just pay it forward, my man. Uh, and that's relationships, man. Like that's, that's what allowed me to become the, the man that I am here today is because like I have great people around me. So I think relationships is you never want to judge a book for their, pay, for their cover. Do you have like a team of people that you lean on or is it the people that you work with? Like <sighs> for all things, like, cause I know you're into business and I want to get into like what you want to do. Like if you're going to stop barbering, right. You're going to have more free time to do like things outside of this. I don't know what those are. I'm curious, but. So, but. so I, I guess when it, when it comes to leading on people, um, my biggest person, I think that right now I have is Augustine. Augustine, he's, he's my man. Um, he's a great, great friend, but he's a great, great mentor. And um, I admire this guy a lot. And he's a person that I can talk to and, and, and the phone or, and, uh, you know, in person. Um, when it comes to, when it comes to business wise, um, I think I listen more to people that have made a difference. Um, you know, and that my actual circle right now is my brother, Arthur, Augustine, and, um, I think right now there are my three people. Um, I, I'd rather have one or two good friends that have five or seven that they're not reliable. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to business, business is not difficult. Business is actually pretty simple. <laughs> I can easily say that it's really simple. Owning a business. And I think like the biggest one is just handle a stress. Mm. Yeah. You know, if you know how to handle stress, I think like you're going to be good because this is stressful and but business is easy bro like you know this i mean well, you, I was gonna, <laughs> you do business i was gonna but i was gonna i know i was gonna ask you though is like one of the things i've always noticed about you is that you've always been super cool like or at least from when i've seen you you've always been super cool like have things handled with all this business stuff like and you say the stress how do you how do you balance all that out how do you balance it all out how do you handle all that stress um, you, you share with people that they're not going to judge you. And you share with people that at least are going to tell you, like, I believe in you. Mm. How do you handle stress? But just just having someone that you can just... Because for me, I don't keep anything in the inside. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling... Every, you know, the only people that I don't tell my, 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 my stress is to my parents. Because yeah. I don't judge my parents, man. I love my parents. Yeah. You're good, man. They mean the world to me. And that's why I work so hard. Yeah. And when it comes to my parents, those, those, those are the only people that I don't share my stress. Mm -hmm. And with negative people. You know, people that they told me like, man, when my mom, my mom told me about my first business, she's like, mijo, si vas a poder pagar? <laughs> and uh, I, it's pretty much like, son, are you going to be able to pay? And I was like, yeah, mom, like, I'm going to pay, you know, like, and she just told me, like, Mijo, pero no crees que es mucho? Son, like, you don't think it's a lot? You know? And
you expect something different from your parents. But the honest truth is you cannot judge them. You cannot judge your parents for something that they haven't done. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what I did. So knowing who to share with, knowing who to tell, talk about your problems is really good. So for me, my brother, Arthur, like I said, I don't have a lot of friends because now what I thought was hard two, three years ago, now it's like, for me, it's like, it's not hard, yeah. you know? And I don't own like a million dollar company right now, even though I know that it's going to happen. Um, I know that I don't own one, but this is preparing me for the future. So, oh yeah, for sure. So and you're killing it, dude. Yeah. Not a lot of people we're happy. do what you do. That's awesome, man. We don't like <laughs> negative people, man. We don't like negative yeah. people, negative mindsets. I, it's something I always talk to my, talk to my friends about is like, right. um, you know, not thinking of the negative of any situation. It's tough sometimes. Right. But, uh, if you want to get stuff done, you don't think of the problems that could arise. You think of the ways that you can make something happen. Right. And so I, so same thing with people with negative mindsets. I'm not, I don't, I try not to keep, I try not to keep them around either and just keep it, keep it family, keep it, keep it close group. Yeah, because like um, this is this is one of the things that you that I have noticed is myself. I want to have a pre uh, a person next to me that is gonna. That have you guys ever heard about that phone works in both ways? Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. If a friend only texts you when they need something, they're not your friends. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm really sorry to say that, but like no. You no, know? you don't have to be sorry to say that. It's real. I mean, right? right? Yeah. Transparent. We all have priorities, sure. right? There's priorities everyone has and. You decide what's priority to you. And if it's not getting in contact with me, checking up, um, helping out, just being there, being a human with someone else, then, you know, it's not a priority. Don't You don't want to waste your time on that, right? You don't. I mean, li- life is too short. You know, I mean, like, um, life is too short. And I keep going, I keep, you know, going back and forth all the time about, about like, problems. You know, there's a lot of problems that they're not problems, that they're just experiences, you know. Um, and every almost everything has a fix. Yeah, you know. So even with friends, like I think, I think friends um, is really hard to find. Yeah, friends are really hard to find. But when you find one, you better keep him. Yep. You know, and that's that's how I felt with you guys. So when you guys brought me to this, um, you know, to this, uh, you know, project that you guys have, I remember talking to Arthur. Because you guys were talking for, for, for a bit. You yeah, know? for a while. And, Talk about it for a while. Yeah. For a while, right? Yeah, and, and and when I see you, I see Arthur, you know, uh, when I see Bailey, like mainly with Arthur, I was talking about like, what is that, that end goal? What, what is that? that what is that? What is the vision that you guys have for it? What is, what is the things that you guys want to communicate in this journey and this new project? Because that's, that matters with anything that you do in life. Like you have to know what are you trying to 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 put out there you have to know because if you don't know you kind of you kind of just being like a chicken with a hair cut off you know right. like just running everywhere no direction. so you guys are making such a big impact like for me like like i said right now um i'm not nervous uh but there's a lot that i would like to share but there's there's only so much that really matter you know so um i can honestly say that i'm really proud of you guys for stepping up and doing something because it's really easy to say I want to do something and another thing is like I'm going to do something and another thing is actually doing it. Right. And you guys are doing it. So I'm really proud of uh, of you guys, Bailey, Arthur, and you, Brandon. Yeah, and, and Cameron. 
Can't forget Cameron and Jeff. <laughs> and Cameron and Jeff. Jeff. But no, you. Yeah, yeah but. The um, head right there, too. We were just talking about that earlier. I'm proud kind of, of you guys. Of action, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Talking about it. It's uh, feedback. Yeah, you know, we've. We accept it, but. Yeah, we've been thinking about it for a long time, right? And one of those things that we had was, like, the limiting beliefs of, like, it's you got to schedule a time you got to figure out production you got to figure out what your goal is going to be and then um something i think a little bit differently on maybe you think the same i don't know but it's like we just started though right we just started we didn't have like a like a written statement of like what we stand for and i think that's okay i think it's okay to just start and kind of find that purpose maybe a little bit later on and i feel like it's something that kind of applies to business or going to school or getting a certification or something. Sometimes you just got to start, you know, the vision doesn't always have to be so clear at the very beginning, but it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun learning and, and just talking to people that are supportive and whatnot and just want to see us do well. So it's, uh, it's been good, man. And we're happy to have you on episode three. So three. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. No, I know Oh, you guys are practicing with me. You know, like, <laughs> like um, I'm, I'm just really happy that that you guys allowed me to to share a little bit about my story, and hopefully, two years from now, we can go back and we can go back and 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 talk a little bit more about the things that have changed. And yeah, we'll de we'll oh, definitely yeah. have you back on when you get the coffee shop up and going. Um, any projects you got going on? I think for many of our guests, they're gonna be you know up upgrading whatever they're doing, and we want them back on to keep telling us what their story and what their direction is going towards because that's interesting you know um we live in a kind of small town i guess it's kind of getting big now and it's cool to hear from everybody here all the entrepreneurs like hearing what they're trying to do here something different something new and i think the tri-cities is a perfect spot to experiment you know we're new yeah we're new but we're growing like business is booming all every industry it's wild small business corporations so no, it's, it's, it's going to be good. I think Tri-Cities is, is, is amazing. You get all kinds of people, but I think everybody here supports each other. And I think what makes Tri-Cities strong is that that culture that we have within us is really, really good. You know, so I know you guys going to do great. So. Hey, what do you do for fun, man? Do you go to the Jarapeos or what? <laughs> you know, I, even though like I'm Mexican, Hispanic and all that, like I don't I don't really like that. You don't you like know? that? You're not chilling. No. You know? He wants to go back to Divots. Oh, Divots. That was, cool. that was a good time. You yeah. like Divots? The golf thing, yeah. yeah. Maybe we get good. the owner from there. Yeah, Divots. Um, you know, we might have to reach uh, on set Instagram. something up. We could film it there. That'd be cool. You know, it's it's actually, it's, this is going to be, this is going to sound, um, you know, kind of different. But, you know, for me, my what I do for fun is just to spend time with my mom and dad, uh, with my brothers. That's what I do for fun. Uh, six days a week, I think I'm always working. Um, but it's it's not good. It's not bad work, though. Everything that I do, I feel I feel good. You know, I, I don't yeah. have no regrets because, man, like by like two, three years from now, like I'm not going to be here. Right. Yeah. Like I'm going to be in a, such a good spot. So yeah. for fun, I just spend time with my with my family, with my mom, dad. And um, and I that's what I do besides working, you know, we got any more questions, fellas. I don't have any. Other yeah, questions. no. Yeah, I think we're no. good. All right. We'll call it good Jay. there. Um, yeah, Jay, we man. appreciate you for taking the time out of your day today on this beautiful Sunday. Um, you're a very busy man. So we thank you for being on on our third episode. We're proud of you. Let's give a round of applause yes, for sir. Jay. Yes, guys. Yes, yes. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. And thank you to all the followers, subscribers. Um, we appreciate it. What was that? Oh, and uh, do, do one of you guys want to do that? 
Yeah, so there's a fly promotion, 10% off. Um, just go to the server there at Flight Tap and Table. Let them know, hey, I watch off flight podcasts all the time, every day. And they're going to give you a 10% discount. You got to show your subscribe, though. Yeah, you got yeah, to show a little <laughs> check mark subscribe. So, yeah, do that if you want some beer. Thank you, guys. And thank you, guys. Thank yeah, you so thank much. you, man. Appreciate it. Awesome.